Welcome to Women Express. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. This is an exciting time of the year. We have sent into office in our political arena a beautiful, diverse, and full group of women whose voices are going to change the lives of many and help to transform many. My heart is so inspired today by what I'm seeing about these new women leaders that are stepping up on the national platform to usher forth a new day. It's not only that am I excited about, this is a miraculous time of the year. Miraculous for many of us, for all of us. We're setting out our intentions. We're looking at our wishes, and we're also creating those little lists of desires and goals that we really want to have happen for 2019. But I want to say this, as we set out to make those desires, intentions, and wishes come true, once you've formulated that vision, being able to speak your vision out will help them manifest. This is how you manifest your dreams. The beginning of the year is the time to do it. I'm bringing you a real treat today, a boost for fulfilling your year. My dear friend, Marcy Shimoff. So welcome, Marcy. So fabulous to get to be here with you, Denise, in the new year to usher in a miraculous year. Well, that's true. And I want to share with everybody your bio and I'm going to read it because it's such you have accomplished so much. And then we'll talk a little bit about how you and I know one another and, and why I can sit here and say I'm talking to one of my best friends. This topic today for this podcast is creating your year of miracles, using your voice to manifest your desires. Marcy Shimoff is a number one New York Times best-selling author, a world-renowned transformational teacher, and an expert on happiness, success, unconditional love, and miracles. Marcy's books include, and voice, runaway bestseller, Happy for No Reason, Love for No Reason, but I think many of you absolutely know her from her six titles of Chicken Soup for the Woman's Soul. Aren't we happy? Marcy is also the host of the national PBS televised special, Happy for No Reason, and is featured as a teacher in The Secret and is the narrator of an award-winning film, Happy. Marcy currently co-leads a worldwide program called Your Year of Miracles with thousands of participants all across the world, 42 countries to be exact, she helps them begin to live their life from that level of miracles and being empowered and bringing joy. And she is my dear friend. I'm happy to be, for a lot of reasons, I'm happy to welcome Marcy. Tell me your story, Marcy. Well, Denise, should we first? Do you want to tell them how this all came out, or you want me to tell my story? Well, let's talk about how did this all come about? Why am I so excited? (laughs) Happy for all reasons to be talking to you today. Should we talk about that little breakfast in the uh, cafe in Des Moines, in the little, uh, the booth? 
Des Moines, Iowa, in a cafe, in a booth. I mean, if you could see Marcy and myself, we are the most chatty, the most energetic, like energetic, you know, we're little energizer bunnies and we've always been that way. So can you imagine us being in a little cafe in Des Moines? But we were there at the beginning of the year to set forth our intentions. We were. It was 1986 and we had a vision and here we are today living that vision. (laughs) 1986. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah, we had a vision that we would help spread messages of the miraculous to people all over the world and that we would get to do that together. And here we are doing that together today. So, yeah, fabulous. Before Marcy came on, I was talking about us. I mean, of course, I've seen Marcy throughout the years and we've done things together and we continue to be transformational leaders in our own separate lives as well as our group lives. And I can say for this, I can tell you each who are listening today that having Marcy be a part of this this podcast is definitely its own little miracle all by itself. So tell me now. Tell me a little bit about your story. Yeah. How did you get to this place where you can be such a, a big transformational leader? Well, I will start at the beginning, and it is that I was born depressed. I came out of the womb with existential angst. <laughs> I was just an unhappy camper, and I had a great family. Everything was great. It's just that I had this dark cloud around me, and I was depressed throughout my childhood years throughout my teen years, but I was fortunate because I had a father who was the happiest guy on the planet. And uh, he woke up every morning. He was nine, He died when he was 91, but every morning of his life, he woke up with a big smile on his face and said, you know, he would just say, every day I'm breathing is a good day. And oh. I remember when I was about 19, I, he and I were driving down the road and I said, okay, dad, what's your best advice for life? And he looked at me and he said four words. He said, honey, just be happy. And I threw my arms up into the air in frustration. I said, oh, dad, that's easy for you to say. You were born that way. What do I do? And he looked at me and he said four more words. He said, honey, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I realized, you know, some people are just born happy. I wasn't one of them. So I had to figure out how to get happy. So I did what a lot of people do. So when I was in my early 20s, I figured I would set five goals for myself. And once I got those five goals, that's it. I'd be happy, of course. Well, here are my five goals that I set. Number one, I wanted to have a great career helping people. Number two, I wanted to have wonderful friends. Number three, I wanted a fabulous husband or life partner. Number four, I wanted to have a comfortable home. And number five, I wanted the equivalent of Halle Berry's body. (laughs) (laughs) Only you, Marcy. I I got four out of the five, Denise. I I don't have Halle Berry's body. Oh my God. I worked really hard and I got all those things. And I had a turning point moment. It was in 1998. And I had uh, three books in the top five on the New York Times bestseller list at the same time. I had just given a speech to 8,000 women. I had autographed 5,432 books. My, I had a massage therapist to massage my hand every few minutes so I could keep signing. And I should have felt like an author rock star. But I remember going up to my hotel room, which uh, had a beautiful panoramic view of Chicago. And I looked out at this gorgeous view and I turned around and I collapsed onto the bed and I burst into tears. 
And I burst into tears because I realized I had accomplished everything I thought I needed in order to be happy. And I still wasn't. I still mm. felt that something was missing, something else. And that's when I decided I would do everything I could to find out what is it that causes people to be happy. And I did all my research. I interviewed all the top researchers in happiness. I interviewed a ton of people I call my happy 100. I have now interviewed a thousand of them to find out what does it take to truly be happy. And I started practicing those things on myself and they worked. And that's how Happy for No Reason came about. And I've now shared this with tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of people at this point. And each person can be, we all can be happier no matter where we start. Well, that's absolutely true. I mean, if I've, I've known Marcy for, well, we said the 80s, so we know it's over 30 years. And I've never for a million, in a million years would think that you are a depressed person because you're so warm, you're so inclusive. She's an incredible networker. So it's interesting to hear, and I'm sure there's a lot of women out there who feel like, you know, I'm setting all these big goals for myself at the beginning of the year, but, you know, I didn't do too well last year, and I'm not sure if I'm going to do too well going forward this year. And, and it does take a little work, doesn't it? Well, it does. And here's the thing. We can accomplish, you know, we live in a society where we're taught that success is going to bring us happiness. It's actually the other way around. When we become happier, we will accomplish greater success. And, you know, it is the beginning of the year. And there's a great thing about it being the beginning of the year, which is that we've got timing. We've got the winds of grace at our back. I think it's the time where we actually can set our intentions and plug into grace, allowing those intentions to happen. But most people make a big mistake when they set their intentions. Do you know that 80% of people's intentions are like they've forgotten about them by February? At the end of the year, only 8% of people have realized what their goals or intentions were. So I'm going to give you what I consider to be one of the great secrets to how you can set your intentions in a way that will bring you greater success and happiness along with it. So most people set what I call ego-based intentions. And what, what happens when you have ego-based intentions is that they, it creates more contraction, more fear. What I found is that when you create soul-based intentions, soul-based intentions make you feel more expanded, more alive, more free, more inspired. When you create your intentions from the soul, you have a much greater likelihood of having them be realized. And so, you know, that may sound really abstract. Let me get really practical. What's the difference between an ego-based intention and a soul-based intention? Good, good, good. The result may be the exact same result, but it's the way you're wording it, the way you're coming at it that makes you feel very different. So let's say, in a lot of people beginning of the year, they have an intention to lose 20 pounds or 30 pounds or whatever it is. Now, notice how you feel when you say, I want to lose 30 pounds, or I have a goal to lose 30 pounds. Probably you feel a little contracted. Now, notice how you feel when you shift it to this. I have a fit and healthy body that reflects on the outside the beauty that I am inside. Oh, my. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Can I write that down and take it? You got it. You got it. You can have it. It's the same end result that you're wanting, but you're coming at it 
from a place of ego, which is I want to look good, or a place of the soul, which is, you know what, this is really aligned with, with who I am and what I deserve to have. Yeah. So just think about what's really more aligned. How do you word it in a way that's more aligned with what your soul intends? Yes, that alignment is so critical. That alignment and the way that you speak the words out is a big part of how you manifest the things that you desire. Wouldn't you agree with that? Totally. Mm-hmm. You know, I have since come to see that we live with the opportunity to live in what I call the miracle zone. The miracle zone is where things just flow. Life is plugged in. You know, the right people are coming to you at the right time with the right information. There are synchronicities. You're waking up in the morning. You're feeling happy. It's like life is working. And that, I believe, is available for all of us. And that's I'm so glad you said that. Yes, I'm so glad you said that. I'm sorry to mean to cut you off because I got really excited when we were, we got to the place of talking about miracles because I'm sure there are people out there going, yeah, miracles. But the truth about a miracle is what you just said. It's aligning and having those synchronicities, those things that just seem to fall into place. And there you are. And that's exactly it. You know, what happened was once I raised my happiness level, I started noticing that every morning I was waking up going, wow, this is, I can't wait to see what's going to happen today. And I was, I was living in the flow. Things were clicking. And I, I said, man, this is the step past happiness. This is called the miraculous, the miracle zone. And here's the thing about miracles. Miracles, uh, the dictionary definition of them from uh, Webster is that a miracle is a surprise and welcome event that can't be explained by science that can be attributed to grace. And so miracles, we can't create miracles. They are from grace. But what we can do is we can create the conditions for miracles to show up in our life. Exactly. And that's what we're talking about is how do you create the conditions to live in the miraculous in 2019? I love that. I'm just letting it sink in. I love that. How do we create the conditions for those miracles to happen. I want to share with you a little story speaking of 2019. So usually the person that brings me the most experience and the most growth is my son, 19. You can imagine, 19 year old. Adorable and handsome. He is adorable and handsome, if I must say so myself. And he's a guy, he's a challenge. This past five days ago, five days ago, seven days now, I got a message from someone saying, well, things are going to change and Emmett's tuition will not be covered with his financial aid. And of course, I went into panic. And then all of a sudden, speaking of grace, these things started to flow. It was amazing. Just the moment I just kind of got out of my way. Now, getting out of my way did include a day of being depressed, a day of freaking out. How am I going to pay for this all by myself? All those things that happen. And then once I got out of my way, and I think Grace helped a lot on this, things started to flow. I called his best friend's mother, whose son is his best friend is going to Morehouse. This is where he's going. And all of a sudden, these connections started showing up and people were in this was happening. That was happening just all by itself. So much so that when I woke up one day, I said, let me go to Morehouse website and just see what it looks like. And I go on and the president of the college 
I worked with him last year when he was two years ago when he was at Georgetown University. So I know him. It was like, oh my goodness, I, I can't believe it. it. You know what I'm saying? Denise, that's the miracle zone. That's, that's it. Zone. And, and we can put ourselves in that place. That reminded me of a story, actually, an extreme story of the miracle zone from Chicken Soup for the Soul. You know, I wrote so many of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books and read so many stories that were submitted to us that I was at that point 100% convinced that there is this place called the miracle zone because there were so many miracle stories. But this one stands out and I just love it. There was a guy named Marcel Sternberger. And he was originally from Hungary and he would he lived in New York and every morning he would take the same 909 train into his work. And this one morning he ended up taking a different train to go visit a friend who was sick and, and got back on another train uh, to get into work. And it was really crowded. There was only one seat available. He went and sat down in the seat. And as he, he turned and looked at the guy next to him who was reading a Hungarian newspaper. <laughs> so he started talking to this guy in Hungarian saying, hey, I'm from Hungary too. And they're having this great conversation. And he found out the guy's name was Bella Paskin. This, by the way, was in uh, 1948, this happened. So this guy's name was Bella Paskin. And Bella, he found out, had just arrived a few months earlier from Hungary. And Bella had told him how he'd been through many atrocities during the Second World War. He'd been taken to Russia. He'd been in the work camp. He'd had to walk 200 miles back home after the war was over, only to find out that his entire family, including his beloved wife, had been killed during the war. Mm. Marcel said, wow, I'm so sorry. You know, this is amazing because just this week, I met a woman at a party who had such a similar story to tell. And he said, what was your wife's name? And Bella said, my wife, she's been dead for, for years, but her name was Maria. And Marcel took out a piece of paper that he had in his pocket the woman he'd met at the party, he opened it up and he grabbed Bella's hand. He said, we've got to get off the train right now and make a phone call. They get jet off the train at the next stop. They run to a payphone. He calls up the woman. He says, what was your husband's name? She said, oh, my husband, he's been dead for years, but his name was Bella Paskin. Oh. Marcel turns to Bella and says, take the phone and say hello to your wife. Oh, what a wonderful story. I mean, what a miracle. It happened on I mean, a, a subway. Really? I know. So These moments. These moments. So most of us don't need a miracle quite that extreme, but we all need miracles in small ways, you know, mm -hmm. the tuition mm -hmm. coming, you know, the relationship showing up that you've always wanted, you know, and the everyday miracles, you know, and the, the everyday space, miracles, the parking space miracles, the parking space miracles. I've had those happen. Definitely. And I think there's all, all of us have those moments where we're thinking about someone and the phone rings. Exactly. Little yep. miracles, little miracles. I think if you get used to counting the little miracles, the little blessings, the little times of grace that happen, you'll recognize the bigger ones when they show up. Don't you think that's true? Totally. You know, what you appreciate appreciates. What you put your attention on grows stronger in your life. So one of the very first things I suggest that people do is start being a detective. Be on the lookout for miracles. Like what happened today that was miraculous? And celebrate it because you get more of what you celebrate. So just pretend that you are a detective looking for those miracles every day. And the other thing though, Denise, that I'd love to talk about, because here's what I see happening with women, and I'm sure you do too, and that is that we block our good by not having enough self-love, by not feeling that we're worthy. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, when you don't feel like you're worthy of your good coming, 
you push it away. You go, you know, oh, no, no, not me. I mean, I have a few questions that I, I share with people to see how much they're blocking away their good. And let me, let me just share them with you, Denise, and, and everybody, and see, see how you respond to these. Uh, so one question is, when people give you a gift or want to give you a gift, do you kind of tend to push it away or feel bad, feel guilty about it? Another one is when people give you a compliment. Do you say, oh, no, it was nothing? You know, if they say, oh, you did a great job on that project, and you say, oh, no, it was nothing, when you know you worked really hard on it. That's right. Reflect it. That's right. Third way, do you feel like if somebody wants to help you, offers to help you, that you have to do twice as much to give back to them? Fourth, do you even not accept offers of help? Somebody opens the door for you. Do you like, you know, push that away and go, no, I can do it myself rather than allow help in? Yes. And a fifth thing is when things are going really well, do you kind of not want to say it's going so well because you want to not make other people feel bad? And then the sixth one, this is the one I was the most guilty of. Do you feel like you should have worked harder when your good comes to you? Do you feel guilty because, oh gosh, I should have had to work hard if all this good is coming in? I I grew up with that one. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. A lot of women do. Yeah, if you said yes to any one of those, then you are somehow subconsciously pushing away the good that the universe is here to give you. And that good is absolutely a big part of an awakening for you and understanding of yourself is critical. You know, last month at the end of the month, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, actually, I did a closeout of the year and I talked about several women who really spoke volumes in 2018. And a couple of those women, just the the way that they showed up and that level of self-confidence set out a presence that let people know, wait a minute, this woman is powerful. We talked a little bit about self-talk and is your self-talk positive or is your self-talk negative? And I think what you just said gives a platform or foundation to really understanding your self-talk and making that correction. Yeah, because the reality is if good things start coming to you and you don't feel worthy of them, you will lose them. I, I remember once years ago, this was uh, probably 20 years ago, I was attending a workshop with a, one of my great, uh, she was a mentor at the time now, a dear friend, Marianne Williamson. And Marianne was saying that if you make a lot of money and you don't have the consciousness, your consciousness hasn't raised enough to feel worthy of that money, you will inevitably lose it. And I thought to myself, no way. That would never happen to me. If I made a lot of money, I wouldn't lose it. Well, the <laughs> next year I started making a lot money, a lot of money, more than what I my set point was used to, more than what I was felt worthy of. And I did proceed to start to lose it. Now, fortunately, I remembered what Marianne said and I worked on that worthiness and was able to stop that back then. But so we really want to look at how much self-love do we have to feel worthy of receiving the good? So here's what I suggest people do is just start noticing in small ways. How do you push away your good? The things that I mentioned earlier. And when you notice that you're starting to do it, stop, take a deep breath and ask, how can I open up to receiving this right now? I love that. I really love that you're giving really strong and clear tips for women to 
to take this message and begin to internalize it because that's where the transitions, the transformations happen, Mm -hmm. where we have something that we can do, we can internalize it and make a change. I love that idea of the set point and expanding beyond that. It's really wonderful. Yeah. Do you think that way of consciousness, I should call it, that kind of consciousness in and of itself is a partner to miracles? Absolutely. There's no question about it. That as we raise our consciousness, as we raise our self-love, as we raise our happiness set point, that we are putting ourselves in the miracle zone. That that's how divine grace flows into our life more and more. And, you know, it may sound really esoteric, but I have seen it practically speaking Time after time, you know, I, I have thousands of women in this Year of Miracles program where we, we, we see people experiencing miracle after miracle by just doing the right things to put themselves in that miracle zone. Well, I am thrilled. I'm loving that Grace has brought us together. I feel energized by your conversation. I feel encouraged because I have some big goals myself for this year. I see this podcast taking us to a whole nother platform where we can, we, I can really help to transform the lives of women. And I believe strongly that you're coming on at this particular point in time, reconnecting. I'm almost kind of trying to hold her hand if you could see me reconnecting with me and helping me to usher in my audience into that miraculous year of Mm -hmm. miracles and intention. Mm, Yeah, I love that. I see that for you. That's the other thing is that we need to come together in sisterhood to help put our attention on our sister's intentions. You know, there's, there's three steps I've found to manifesting in life. And I love these because they rhyme and it keeps it simple. Intention, attention, and no tension. And intention, be clear about what it is you want. Attention, put your, your thoughts, your words, your feelings, and your actions, your attention, your life energy behind it. And then the third is no tension. Let go and live in a state of peace and, and positive expectation. But what I need to add to that is that it's not only our attention on our intentions that helps, but it's that of those around us. You know, Denise, we've had collective. the collective, and we've actually been in, in mastermind groups together, you and I, and in sisterhood groups. And, and, you know, people are forming, we have miracle groups where people are forming together to put their attention on each other's intentions. Mm-hmm. I noticed that if we get together in groups, that's something that's evolving from Women Express. This podcast is we're talking more about having collective groups where women can come together and express and support each other's intentions. You and I have seen the power of what the collective can do. And we are riding a wave of collective intention as women these days, the whole women's march. I talk about that just about in every podcast, but that is such a visual understanding of what our collective can do. And and once we put that in motion, how it can change the world. Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. I think the sisters got it going on. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I love you, Marcy. I love you. And, and, you know, I, I love that you're doing this and I, I want to offer to everybody who's, listening here, I created a, a, an ebook called The Four Biggest Mistakes That Keep You From Living a Miraculous Life. And I want to offer that to everybody for free who's listening because I'm supporting all of us living a miraculous life in 2019. So shall I just tell people where to go to get that? 
Tell them where to go to get it. And I will also, for those of you listening, I will be putting it in the show notes as well. I'll put the link. But let's hear from Marcy and, and so she can give us an understanding because you probably want to go on and get that right now. It is called The Four Biggest Mistakes That Keep You From Living a Miraculous Life. And there are some very practical things that you can do right away to start making 2019 your most amazing life or your most amazing year, I should say. So the place to go is www.youryearofmiracles.com forward slash Denise. Youryearofmiracles.com forward slash Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E. And that is my great gift to all of you. Enjoy. Well, thank you for giving us that wonderful gift. And say it one more time. You bet. Youryearofmiracles.com forward slash Denise. Oh, Marcy. You know, Denise, before I know we're I know we're getting ready to close, but I, I got one other thing that I've got to share. Is that okay? Yes. You know, people always ask me, is it selfish to want to be happier, to want to live a miraculous life? You know, what about the world? Don't we need to take care of the world? And my answer is that this is the least selfish thing you could possibly do because when you shift, when you live a more miraculous life, when you live more in the miracle zone. It affects people all around you. It affects your family, your community, and ultimately your world. And there's a a beautiful Chinese proverb that I love to share that that I think sums up that message that, Denise, you and I have believed in for so long. And it goes like this. It says, when there is light in the soul, there will be beauty in the person. When there is beauty in the person, there will be harmony in the house. When there is harmony in the house, there will be order in the nation. And when there is order in the nation, there will be peace in the world. And my prayer for everyone, and Denise, I know your prayer for everyone listening, is that we all know that light in our souls. Mm -hmm. And through that, we all help create more peace on this planet of ours. Well, what can I say? I promised my listeners that today was going to be a treat. It is a treat. It's a, a resurgence of energy and enjoyment happiness, certainly love Marcy. And I really want to thank you. This is a heartfelt thanks to you and for the wisdom that has been given to you to share with the world. And I just want to encourage everyone who's listening to find that inner light, find that inner vision. And in 2019, Let's express. Thanks so much, Marcy, for coming to Women Express. I love what you're doing. I love Women Express. You're awesome. Lots of love. Lots of love. And if you love what you heard today, subscribe. And if you like what you heard today on the border of love, send this link, womenexpresspodcast.com to your friends and have them listen. Share the love, share the wisdom, share the wealth. Thank you so much. Let's go out and express. We had a great time today. What I'd like to ask you to do is to rate us, give us good ones, review and subscribe. And if you love the time you spent with us and loved our speakers, our interviewees, then share this with your friends. Let's collectively Women Express. Thank you for being with me. Bye for now.